Hello and welcome to Coffee and Crits. I'm your host, Aaron Washington, here with my man, Nick. Hey. And then uh, back, Mike. Yes, I'm back, finally. Welcome back, Mike. I uh, feel so good. feel so good. Yeah, it's good to have you back, man. It's, it's, it's good to far, be here. It's been far too long. Oh, yes. Far, far too long. So, uh, how you been, though, man? I've been all right. I mean, it's, it's lockdown. It was a lockdown. <laughs> There's four walls. Uh, I stared walls. at them four walls. For, for months on end. Did you think about D&D during those times? I mean, I came up with a lot of evil plans to run my players through next time I run Evil D&D. plans? I well, mean, no, no. What a coincidence, <laughs> because today we're going to be talking uh, about <laughs> villains. Bad guys. Bad guys. You lured me into that one, Aaron. Nemesis. Antagonists. Adversaries. You know. Those words, <laughs> whichever one, uh, whichever one fits your campaign the best, right? Right, right. Uh, I just call them bad guys. Are all yeah? So, so yeah. So today we're gonna be we're gonna be talking about uh, we're gonna be talking about some of these bad guys, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. What does make it okay? So, uh, okay. How let's start this out. Uh, so Nick. Um, give me one feature that makes a villain memorable for you. Um, purpose. Purpose. That's a good one. I enjoy a villain that has a good purpose, a clearly outlined purpose that you slowly learn about. But I mean, I, I just I like bad guys that are driven. Mm-hmm. You know, like they're going to get this done. It doesn't matter who's in their way. They'll plot. They'll murder. They'll do whatever they got to do. But it's all for that one purpose, mm-hmm. and I don't know. It, 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 there's a lot you can do with it. Yeah, but, yeah, I like it. But I, you yeah. don't want to make it one dimensional either. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll go into the details. Yeah, all right. Yeah. So, a purpose, Mike. Is there anything about bad guys that you really? I like making bad guys kind of gray, like really nice gray area mm-hmm. to make the party think whether or not they're doing the right thing, confronting this bad guy. Okay. You know, he he has motivations that seem reasonable, at least to him. Right. And he tries to convince the party that he's doing the right thing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's that's actually a really good one. Um uh for me, um I like I like villains that have like uh unique abilities that maybe we don't have access to. Mm. Like a, a villain that can just do something that is so Maybe either heinous or meticulous or just so like so good that you're just like, what he can do? What you know? Those kind of things just kind Destroy of make a whole city. right. Like you see a villain nuke a city, you're just kind of like, man, you know, it just kind of leaves that impression. Like uh, I, I gave a villain the ability. He had a he had a sword that when he I showed him stab. A, 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 it was a father and son who had failed him, and he stabbed the father, and the son disappeared because he removed him. Huh. From time. He removed him from time with the weapon. Well, that sucks. And then the sun disappeared. And I'm like, how heinous is that? You know, and it it leaves like this impression. Very like overlord looking over type mm. type thing. So. Christ. I it, like that. Yeah. Oh. Make, make that an evil artifact. Yeah. 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 It, it just it just erases. Nick doesn't need any more. It erases you, man. Just it's, it's a weapon. Ah. Uh, so. Yeah, that's cool. 
Yeah, so we're, we're, we're going to deep into it. So there are levels of bad guys, right? You got, like, your 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 guys that you fight every day as the as the players, right? The, the, the orc, the orc uh, trids that you just kind of stomp over. Yeah. <laughs> the the bandits that act, that knocked over the tree in your way, but they didn't know that you guys were actually fifth level. The thugs <laughs> that work for the kingpin that you irritated, and so he sent a few boys to rough you up. Right, right, right. Well, that was a mistake. Yeah, the the mooks as we yeah, as we call them mooks. The we have the mooks, you know, that we deal with, and those guys are usually just, you know, plain. You know, maybe one mook has like a bit of a bit of a personality. I don't know. Sometimes they 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 turn into long term villains because people like the quirks. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Big Ted, friggin' Big Ted. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Typically, typically they're just kind of like a one in. Done, and then above, then above them, you have like uh, like the next kind of tier of villain, you know, like uh, like an arc villain, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or the 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 underboss, mm-hmm. um, the lieutenant yeah, of the kingpin, you know. Yeah, you know. Then you so you got those guys, and they're gonna have a little more character because there's not as many of them. They can be individualized more. Right, right, right. You know, they're, they're super unique. They they may be encountered more than once before, yeah. you know. Or it was just a really good fight slash encounter you had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they can just again. be like memorable in certain ways. And then you have like organized, like the, you know, then you have like, I guess like a, like a mastermind type boss. Maybe, maybe they're yeah, a mastermind. The maybe they're a ruler, the someone with power. The were rat who's leading the children in the sewers. Oh yeah, the, I did the that. Final, the rat king. The final person of that organization, the highest tier person and possibly their guards or another person that's just, just underneath Right, them. right. Because then after that... That's the uh, Pecan Show. Yep. But then you have maybe a villain who has multiple organizations underneath him. Right, right. And that's even higher. And you can just keep going from there until you right, go, until, until like fight this god. Right. Yeah, and the it, cosmos. Right, because that's not kind of how we do it sometimes. Like, not every villain leads to the big guy, but, you know, yeah. sometimes we do it in some ways, as some kind of reference. Yeah. You know, especially, like, if you're, if you're going to... If you're in the end of the game, you're going to fight a god... You know, you leave those kind of breadcrumbs that lead to that final encounter. that final encounter. No, I mean, even the kingpin himself can be a final villain for a campaign. Yeah, it just True depends enough. on how it's how it's done. Yeah. It, it, nothing saying like you can't uh, raise a character up. Like I, I had an idea a while back with a villain where um, you know he was just a memorable thug, and I thought, would it be cool is after they leveled up, he was working his way right through, through this range. criminal underground. And becoming more and more important, and then right when you think you're fighting the final boss, he comes in, he swoops in somehow, steals the power, and now, you know, it was me, Austin. <laughs> you know? It was me all along. I've always I like the idea of like a, an NPC. He's good. He travels with the party. He works with the, the party, betrayal, and then he just he gets that betrayal. Turns out like, he's a rock shot, so It's just the worst, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's just some guy tagging along that people didn't question. We're talking like an integral yeah, person that no, you've grown know, to love and care for, <laughs> fought like, beside, no, bled beside. No, no. Yeah, betrayal also gives good motivation though. Like the, yeah. the the stab in the back does definitely give it. It makes it personal, mm-hmm. you know, because it's not just the villain. It's it's him. He knew us. Yeah, I knew you him. Were my friend, I loved you. Right, you know, 
you know it gives us you know it gives you that that kind of you were supposed to bring balance to the force okay <laughs> god, god dang it all right i'm leaving again here you know, call me when <laughs> see you when covid's over <laughs> dun 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 okay so um so here's the thing because uh, like i i've done villains in, in definitely different phases in different instances there are sometimes where i actually when i do a campaign when i start a campaign i know who the villain is you know, I know who the big bad guy is, and there are just times where I have no clue. Because technically, when you start a campaign, you may not need to know who the final yeah, encounter is. Level one, and you're fighting a bunch of orc, technically henchmen or bandits or were rats in the sewers. You don't need to know necessarily who's in charge of them. Right, uh, right. I mean, because essentially, like, I mean, at, at between like levels like one through four or five, they're they're the player's influence is still pretty local. You yeah. know what I mean? Like they, they're affecting like a town, maybe like the town surrounding area. So your villain can be of that, of that scale type yeah, deal, yeah. you know, be somebody from the town itself. Right. Yeah. So you don't have to worry about, uh, cause like, I know a lot of times where I've heard people tell me about their, their game and they tell me like, it's going to be this super monster overlord villain. But, you know, you still haven't... Who are they going to fight at level three? Who are they going to fight at level, you know, at yeah. eight? You know, What's the scale of your big bad evil guy? Yeah. Does your big bad evil have an organization? Is he the leader of a cult? If he is, then you can... That cult gives you opportunities. Because those cults probably have leaders. And is he a villain that just walked into town and started messing stuff up and you got to get rid of him? Right. Uh it, oh, he talks to the party and right. spouts a bunch of trash. The party can't do nothing against. Or you. like, if is your like, I mean, is your visual is your villain like freaking completely tangible? You know, those are just those kinds of things. Like, if you're yeah. fighting like the like the essence of hatred or some crazy mess like that, then beating him is more like stopping him or, or putting oh, yeah. him away. I think it was like a spirit dragon one game where the dragon or the, the spirit of the dragon would possess other people, which would be like the lieutenants that you would see every once in a while in mm-hmm. the game, but you never knew that he was, some of them were actually the main villain. Yeah. 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 So like you got to kind of have that, that the steps that lead up to, to, to the big bad evil guy, you know? Yes. Um, I, so just, just real quickly. So, Nick, do you have do you have a do you have a favorite? And if so, why is he? And tell us about him. Quentin Wellsby. I knew yep, it. Yep, yep. Quentin Wellsby that's, is my he's one of my favorite too. He's a, so, <laughs> so Quentin freaking Wellsby hate that guy. Is a spellcaster who um, basically he started off as a normal guy, um, and then after the uh, trying to cure his wife of a, of a disease. He starts reading more and more into the books, tries different things, um, and just tries to get the knowledge that he needed to save her. Um, And one day, while he's out looking for ingredients, he spots a book on the ground. Um, And it's called Kanthun's Holy Text. Yep, boy! (laughs) Um, And uh, so he finds that book, and in the beginning, he reads through it some, and he finds something that might work. Um, but he's he's never used it before. He's never done it. So what happens is, as he um, goes to help his wife, and she becomes an abomination that he has to kill, and she almost killed him in the process. Well, he didn't know enough. So maybe if I get more knowledge, I can bring her back. 
And so he kept getting more and more knowledge from this book um, that is technically the book of uh, Yog sothoth the old one, mm-hmm. one of the old ones. Um, and he slowly over time just started losing his mind, but he kept gaining more knowledge. And so usually he's not a big, bad, evil guy right away, but he is big and bad. Mm-hmm. Um, so usually he'll be located in a local mage tower like how we don't really mess with that guy he just kind of stays he does his own thing we're talking about everybody runs to him and all for the whatever time. reason we're especially not gonna talk about the west that. marches people kept going to him for favors but every time he gave somebody a favor there was a catch yeah it always um, ended up bad which and i it always didn't ended understand up bad. why they kept going but, back because they were idiots <laughs> he's basically he's what i call a standalone he's a standalone big bad evil guy you want to deal with him at some point because he's powerful but you haven't done anything yet. There was only one group that forced him to use a spell. And um, it was out of this town they were supposed to be, this little village they were supposed to be saving. Um, and he's like, uh, some, you know, it was, I think it was you, Aaron. No, who, it was my character. Um, who deflected his spell. Yeah, like we were. And he's like, oh, okay. This is what a hellball looks like. And yeah, so it and he freaking taunted. And he left, he never left me alone after that. Nope, he would taunt. And so that's what he does. He he I had the, I had the nat twenty that counter spell. <laughs> by the end, because he learns the name of the god is to be recognized by Yog Sothoth, because normally Yog Sothoth doesn't care. But if you get his notice, he wants to go up to him. So he'll divide, he'll help other people's plans. Other big bad evil guys, they have nothing between them. But I can do this for you, and he'll kind of help the other ones and show look. I've, I've controlled the world without having to lift really a finger. I let them do it and they owe me favors. Stuff like that. Yeah, uh, so. I repeat, screw Wellsby because, god damn it. <laughs> I would... didn't realize Wellsby had such a deep story. Well, I, I haven't gotten to it yet. And I'm, eventually a group's going to get to it. Like, um, I, I, uh, after, <laughs> all I can remember is like, we were fighting there and he was like, ha ha, you all. And then he cast it and I was like, counter. He's like, man, you're going to have to roll. He's casting this thing at. I'm like, Nat 20, counter. He's like, oh. I'm like, right. Yeah. Actually, I remember Rosby when he was an in, was a player character that you played. And yeah. And went to the library. I remember that. To, to learn that about Kanthu. Yeah. Because uh, <laughs> I forgot we were in a Warhammer world. So looking up gods like that was a bad idea. But I was also a Dragonborn. But even before him, the origin of Quentin Wellsby was a fourth edition game that I played. And he was just a crazy wizard. And I had, he had, yeah. So he just, you slowly just kept adding to him. He's still evolving, and he's probably my favorite villain that I can run because I can do the silly voice and also horrify people with it. I got you. I got you. Tag, you're at my. Oh, that hurts. (laughs) (laughs) Why are you so heavy handed? (laughs) Because I'm heavy. (laughs) Oh, I I mean, that's really tough. There's a couple that I really like. I think the ones that players always tell me the most about is Alder. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> Ooh, Alder. That's I don't think he's one. my personal favorite, but all the players really seem to He's like memorable, him though. He's he's a very memorable villain. Yeah, well, that's because he always has that dialogue where he talks about the balance of the universe. <laughs> yeah. And he helps, but, like, I'll help you, but there will be a balance one day. Yeah, well, yeah. Like, like, like when uh, the girl, I made the thing with him and she had her broken legs. Yeah. So what happened? <laughs> I lost mine. Yeah, it, it's all fair. It's all fair. There is a balance. I love Alden. I'll keep going. Tell yeah. us more about but, his backstory, man. Come on, let's do it. His backstory. No. That's going to take a while. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, um, when, I, when I rode up like Alden on, he, he was an old advent. He had another adventuring group. 
and he went to go slay this demon, but the demon could not be killed, and so they had to seal the demon away into another vessel. In this case, uh, into the woman that he loved, which was an elven woman, and so he, they basically these adventurers took this demon soul, put it in, the, in this elven woman, which is the woman that he loved, and imprisoned her in this dungeon. Mm-hmm. So, uh, well, people wouldn't accidentally release her. And so he's been spending hundreds of years to try to free his lover from this curse of having to hold this demon spirit. Of course, the problem is he was human, and so he can't live as long as she can live. And so he was slowly going through the druid ranks, and he would just siphon off the life forces from the druids so that he could get longer and longer years so that he could just solve this one problem yeah and it just just changed him man so he's he's all about just trying to uh do the right thing but not necessarily the right way yeah it's like over over time it's just more and more has become acceptable yeah so it's like i do this evil now because of the greater good yeah, but I mean, like, uh, you can definitely tell by the time you see him as a party, he has lost his way. Like, it's not like I've done this bit for a reason. Like, he has he has turned. He is no longer who he thought he was, or even who he shows. Oh, that's the vibe I got anyway. And he's willing to blow up a city to prove a point. Well, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> that was awesome. Well, yeah, I mean, I the party it. asked him to destroy the orcs that were attacking and so he destroyed the orcs and half the humans that were in the city too. Yeah, he's like, well, there had to be a balance or a sacrifice between the two. To yeah, like, I, f- I, feel, I feel like uh, uh, I think like maybe he. To me, I feel like he lost his humanity. Like he lost. Oh, I mean, most certainly. It's yeah, just, I feel like he's just lived for so long that he no longer considers himself to be human. Right. So, it probably has a very jaded sense of life. It's all. Yeah, it's he, short. It's he infinite. No longer has. It's any a flickering candle. or empathy towards anybody else. But his willingness to do what it takes keeps growing the longer he goes at it. Yeah. 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 And I mean, just because he wants to, you know, remove this demon, get rid of it forever, and be reunited with his love. Yeah, I, I like. Well, that's one of the things I love because it's also tragic too. Because it's also like a really tragic story, but you can't ignore what he does. Like, oh, that's super tragic. But listen, a whole city. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, Meg. <laughs> so uh, I guess for mine, I'm probably gonna do something different, and I'm not gonna name a specific person, but a a group, I guess, or a country actually. Um. So in my game, there was a society, a society, a country called uh dominion i and, don't actually remember dominion all that much um they you probably remember them from like we ended up uh when we remember when we dealt with mammon and the whole kind of greek oh, okay yeah, yeah council yeah that they were all dominion. dominion they were all them yep okay so um essentially in the game uh the the setting is super weird it was literally on the world tree Yggdrasil or something like that and, That's not weird. <laughs> and each, each, uh, there were different levels, and each level was almost like its separate demi plane. I guess the best way I can describe, they're pretty much demi planes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Now I remember because there was one where we were like on a like it was flying vessel. Yeah, and you would use the flying vessel like the, for go to domain storms that were going all over the place to separate each each okay. group because uh there was the storm because like uh there were three essential demi planes. Then there was the storm sky. 
And then you guys used the essential a spell jammer. I mean, it wasn't called that, but it was a spell jammer to pierce the storm sky. Into a caught on fire. Yeah, it, it did. I mean, because there was like monster elementals. Yeah. And, and it, it was try. I know. I think it was. We were going through there because some of us were from up there. You were. I was. You. You were. You. Yeah. yeah it it's the same. You guys, because you, you, you guys met them after you yeah. guys were. And what was, you guys fought in? You were in purgatory essentially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when we came back, we made it to my area, and they were they were already in conflict with Dominion. Yeah. So essentially, Dominion was a a country that uh, its goal was the unification of the whole world tree. Mm. So. Um, they essentially had agents that had the ability to move between uh, each demiplane on Yggdrasil. And essentially what kept happening was like over time, you know, these countries would make a move to conquer each other. And you're like, who are they doing it for? And then you would see like this symbol and this flag for this group, this organization. And it was part of this, this country. I guess I never realized it was called, it was dominion. Well, the thing is by the time you came in, it was already like coming to a head. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think I was, it was later. I was like level 12 or 15. Or yeah. Yeah. Definitely later. Yeah. It was definitely, um, cause like by the time, like what, what I, what I would consider is by the time, like, cause you played once we got, we, I think we were already headed there. I think we were headed to their their actual demi plane by the time you were like playing with us consistently mm-hmm. because you had saved the the bard you had saved the young bard yeah 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 so we were like on their plateau but we had had like real issues with them before and unfortunately because <laughs> uh, like the demi plane Pat was from Dominion had took over his plane ah. and they were moving on yours yep. with the use of the betrayer. So they were, you know, so they were making these things and their whole idea was they needed to dominate the world to deal with a threat that was coming. But their whole, in the end, you guys real found out that they were being manipulated by Asmodeus. Mm. Like he was playing, you know, part of the, uh, I gave them like a Roman Senate and I even took some of the names. Like there was a Brutus, there was a Julius, (laughs) there was a Gaius and um, there was a Pompeii. Remember, like, oh, yeah, yeah there were, Pompeii. yeah. So I, I just, I just stole from just that from Rome, Pompey, because I mean, it was like, because it, it was like a magical Rome. It was just like the, some of the like were floating islands and stuff. And like, what I really wanted you to do is understand. Like, I, what I wanted was I really wanted you guys in the certain to realize that these people are willing to do whatever it took. And I had a lot more planned, but what happened was. Uh, thanks to Tanner's character who put the object that was in a separate space and she tried to put it in the bag of holding mm. and it was already in its own little demiplane. It was two planar things colliding. It ripped you guys open and tossed you in another plane. And so when we rolled the time differential, 40 years had passed. <laughs> so Dominion had 40 years to make its move. And at that point, the planes were at war with each other. Didn't you have a character? Was it in your character to see a statue of himself? Yep. <laughs> I was a hero. Yeah. And I had a kid. Or rather, a granddaughter. Yeah, dude, there was some stuff, man. There was some all kinds of going on. Well, here, well, well your, your situation was different because you were already, when they they met you when you were dead. And you yeah. actually had died a f- like, 100 like, like 100 years before. Yeah. And then you return with them because, you know, yeah. planes and death. 
Yeah, it was it was fun. It was it was it was really wacky, but uh one of the things I guess I remember the most was um it wasn't even like with the happen to your characters, but Tanner's character had a, a romantic interest. And while she was gone for forty years, he lived his life. It was like thirty five, it was like thirty or forty years. Like he was like he was like in his fifties yeah, by the time. Years. He was like in his fifties by the time she came back. And he was just this older dude, and everyone was just like, Oh my god, he's just this hard old man. And then you found out like Dominion had like he had like moved on and like they had plotted to kill him, but like killed his whole family. And like he had kept uh, one of the Dominion agents in this uh, magical chest that wouldn't let the guy like perish, mm-hmm. and he would just look at him because you remember like he was planning to go to war. It took a lot for you guys to convince him not to not to fight because it was like a whole you know thing. Like yeah. you know we have to all figure out a way to work together. But I love the fact you guys like you guys played politics. So like the enemy really wasn't a single person, but like a nation. In its thing, so I don't know. I like stuff like that, you know. Uh, yeah, politics can be hard to navigate. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's it's one of those things where like if if the evil is like that kind of thing or like a society, it really only works as if like you gotta gotta gauge the party. If they're willing to engage in that kind of stuff, it's fun. Yeah, it's got, otherwise, I, I found that it can be really hard where we have like lawful evil people who've used the law to get to try to get the party arrested. Yeah, like like that. Like if you don't have if you don't have players who are willing to play that kind of game, then that kind that kind of villain may not be the best. No, I find like a lot of players would be like, "Well, we're just going to find out who's the head of the organization and attempt to kill them." Yeah, and then the party gets arrested well, for assassinating well, the head like, of some. You know. Yeah, like funny enough, uh, Wednesday we were fighting a noble, and before we even started, my character was like, "Listen, under these laws, we have jurisdiction to arrest you." For plotting, it was uh, we're doing the Sinton Avenues, and I was like, for plotting against Baldur's Gate, yeah. for conspiracy, for consorting with demons. I'm not gonna say what family it was because you know anyone who's gonna play it, but essentially, like, I did the legal thing first, mm. so you know, I, I mean, I particularly like politics, so it, it might, it's not we've hard. Had a, we've had a couple court cases in my my DMing years, yeah, where yeah, we've, we've had to get like extra people to be the jurors and have the party. That, that sounds that sounds fun, uh, but like. But but like those kind of villains who use the law to 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 do what they want. If you have a party who who like who likes to play those meticulous party uh, politic games, that's fun. I mean, granted, you will have players who's like we should just go off the guy. But I mean, there's ways you can like deter that. Oh, you're gonna just yeah. walk in his home and <laughs> yeah. he has these you know crown guards and there's his uh, eighteen uh, level twelve champions. Yeah, you know, there, there, there's definitely ways, but like, I think that also is a thing. Like, if if your if your party, you have to find like a villain that suits your party. Like, if if your party's like a bunch of checker players, and then you got this chess playing villain, and he's just running circles around him because yeah. you just you're playing him as he is. Like, maybe yeah. he's a mastermind, and then all you got are like barbarians. That may not be the best villain for <laughs> yeah, them. Gotta, some, yeah, definitely, a villain's got to fit the uh, situation slash campaign. I mean, not saying that he don't want him difficult, yeah. but you want them to be able to deal with him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, at some point. Yeah, and well, and that's why um, it's it's always best to have a contingency for if they don't do what you want them to do with the uh, the evil guy. Yeah, you know, well, we were gonna talk to him, but now we're just gonna kill him. Oh, I planned for this. Thank God. 
Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. which can be it does. It's another thing. It does take practice. You got to do it a lot. Yeah, Sometimes don't you have to don't think on your toes because you didn't think about the uh, the the incident that happened. Sometimes your villains don't get to speak. Yep, yeah, at all. Sometimes they don't get to monologue. Mm. Sometimes people try to be like, "I'm a cast silence." I don't know. I, I have some That's of the funniest of like moments when it comes to like monologues because I mean I had a game where I you know the main villain was a god and he came down and the party was like level ten and he wanted a monologue and the party actually attacked him. And I'm sitting there like, ah. that's one way. That's one way to die. <laughs> you know, I mean, he was just there for the monologue to, to show how, how big he was. Yeah, I um, <laughs> slaps like uh, I'm very careful with that. Usually, like when I have villains come to have a conversation, I usually give uh, I'm I'm like I don't like the spot. Like, I think this villain makes contingencies, like because just in, these these people may not want to talk, kind of thing. Yeah. You know. That's what singer lacquer rooms and stuff like that is for. You know, oh, well, it looks like we've run an impasse. It breaks into dust, snow, Turned whatever. snow, yeah. Yeah, whatever the singer lacquer room's made for. But, I mean, that just kind of goes with the course. Sometimes you want a monologue and sometimes your players want to be like, nah, son. Actually, I, don't think, I don't know if you remember that one game where it was it the party ended up killing Alderaan. And so they thought they killed him, and then six months later, they get an invitation to Alderaan's wedding. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jeez. And the party was stuff. like, what? What? <laughs> Jeez, that sounds heinous. Yeah. I think the last game I did with Quentin Wellsby was the uh, the, the Samurai Jackass game, where he just sent y'all forward 2,000 years in time. Yeah, yeah. And he was able to live under different generations of different things, and... and uh, become basically the Bruce Wayne but better uh, magical Wayne magical <laughs> magic Wayne magic Wayne magic Mike um, so I loved that I had fun with that mm. I have a question for you guys though it's a good question mm. what system do you like building your bad guys in the most because for me it's Silver Age Sentinels all day <laughs> that's because you can do so much with Silver Age like I love it I love making villains like I don't know like I, I don't I don't uh, I personally don't think my, my my villains I usually make them where they're not beholden to just any system you, you, you actually write stats no 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 no, no. <laughs> like just like do you have a preferred system because I, I just it's my favorite like if I had to rank them like I love the, the way 5e has kind of done things to make it a little easier and then you can add stuff to your bad guy. But I really love um, the freedom of Silver Age Sentinels to be able to make whatever bad guy I want within reason. You can um, really give them any powers you want. Yeah. That's, yeah, really nice. yeah. Um, That's why Pathfinder was nice. Yeah, Pathfinder had a wide range of stuff that you could do too. You could pull from outside books and stuff. And um, One of my favorite villains next to Quentin Wellesby was Kura Tyrannus, but he was a big bad evil guy you only had to fight once. Um, but yeah, yeah, because we we had the we had the Ravager, yeah, oh the dragon, God. yeah, the the undead dragon that was level just, draining people. Yeah, well, he wanted more life, so he, he was wanted more stealing life. Yeah. people's souls to but, live forever. Hey, hey, Aaron, did did you like? Did you prefer the world of darkness, or do you prefer like Five E when you're making bad guys? Like, which uh, one feels the most fun when you're making it? Because I know you 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 have a. I usually watch you when you're making your fourth edition characters and stuff. Oh, when I'm, oh God! That, that the way you do that is super fun. I like I'm in the lab. Uh, well, for our homebrew game, which is which is rooted in loosely in fourth with stuff from three and, but like the the, the fight system, I guess the battle system is mm. four, I guess. Um, making those guys in the moves is fun. 
But when I build those kind of bosses, I guess when I'm mechanically building bosses, I think is what we're talking about. Yeah. When I'm mechanically building a boss, um, I almost think of them a little different, especially with our large party. I build like, I build in like mechanic that only a boss would have. And those are fun. Yeah. Like he can do this thing once around because he's this creature and he's a boss and it kind of makes it more dynamic. And I, I funny enough that it kind of bleeds into my, it's been bleeding into my five, E now, like I, I tend to give creatures that I want to be bosses in fifth edition, other moves for legendary actions now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. But I, I give I like them the same thing. Yeah, I give them other moves now. You know, like uh, freaking Coville did a thing for a uh, a goblin lord, where uh, one he gave him a legendary action where he can just call in a one hit point goblin. Like, hey, get in here. Like a minion. Yeah. Yeah. That's all he shouts. He's like, hey, get in here, and he gets one d four one hit point goblins, and then he had another move he could use on a recharge where he could just be like attack. And all the little minion goblins got the swing, reaction. yeah, okay, to attack, cool. to uh, move, and then swing. You made Krinko. He essentially <laughs> did. No, no, he, it's, made, he made Krinko. Yeah, That's yeah. Pretty cool. so I like, I, I guess I would say that that just making them in that system has kind of made me up my game in my others, because mm. you know, especially when I want it to be more dynamic, I, I, I you know, just add stuff. Like, <laughs> I don't know, I yeah. don't focus much on mechanics when I when I think of like villains or at least overarching villains because i just think of a lot of rp and how i want the fight to go and And, i just kind of wing the dice as it comes down to try to figure out make it more thematic but do you prefer a certain system mechanically when when you're having fun making i think nick just wanted to talk about how much he loves fifth how much he loves silver age no i'm no no i did my piece uh, you Everybody know, uh, a shameless plug on Silver Age. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> I actually, you know what? I want to. I, I think I have a lot of fun making fifth edition villas because making Asmo, uh, the avatar of Asmodius for you guys, yeah, was really fun to build. And watching you play through it was really exciting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, I gave him a lair action. Well, because he was watching you all the whole time. The lair action was you fighting people you fought in the past. Yeah. Oh, you guys went to the Underdark. Oh. You know, mind flares showed up. You guys fought a beholder and a deaf tyrant for a round. They showed up and did a thing for a round, uh, which almost ruined the party. I remember that, that the beholder paladin that was smiting. Uh, yeah, <laughs> buddy. Yeah, like stuff like that. Like you can do stuff like that to make your villains just memorable. Because like, or the one in the suit of armor, the beholder that had the juggernaut suit. He yeah. was. You know what he was? He was brain. He was. He was brain from Ninja Turtles. Yes, <laughs> he, yes, he was. That's exactly what he was. So there are a lot of things you can do to make your villains interesting. You know, um, it's for motivations, mechanics, um, all those kinds of things to kind of give your evil guy like what he needs to kind of make your party, you know, invested. Uh, he doesn't always have to be, you know, I killed your mother, but sometimes he does. I mean, <laughs> he doesn't have to be that guy, but sometimes he is the one, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those things. Um, there are times where I'm very vague with my overarching villain or they just see a symbol or they just see a mark or yep. they see a tattoo mm-hmm. and it's just hinting to something until I can freaking figure it out. And there are some times where the party, the people at the table say something and I'm like, no, that's uh, that's a good idea, and I'll write it down, and then I'll work from the there. Players give some of the best ideas. I've yeah. Found. So you know, don't feel like you're too in. Like, man, this villain, 
you know, they've been fighting him. I don't really like him as the as the main guy. We'll bring him out a little early, kill him off, and have him working. My master will, you know, well, was, I am just the harbinger, you know. Yeah, right? yeah, it's yeah. like, you know, hey, Mike, you know what would make this beholder worse if he was a rogue and he snuck attack with his eye beams? And I'm like, yes! Well, that's Let's just that. silly. That's just silly. That's just that's just silly, Mike. Yeah. That's, that's... Nothing is too silly. That's fair. Yeah. So, I mean, the, the biggest thing is the villain is, is like the way for you to have fun. But remember that he's also being built to be defeated. I hate like I mean What's going on he's he's you you build him to lose I'm not saying you build him with a flaw but you're building him knowing that the players are going to try to defeat him and that's like part of the story you know so I know people get real sad when their villains get it just happens you know yeah I never feel bad when a villain gets uh, killed because if they had fun doing it and I had fun running it, then it was worth the death Yeah, I mean, like, you know. It also means reoccurring villains. Reoccurring it villains. It doesn't necessarily mean they have to die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But yeah. I understand. I know earlier on, it's like I had this really cool boss planned out, 2020. Well, that's... I, I mean, it happens. Dead. It happens, yeah. though. I mean, in my <laughs> game. I mean, because it... way too much. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. I mean, but sometimes the other way around and your villain is just like, mm, crit, 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 and it's just like... Yeah. No, like... I think there's a time and a place for there to be an overpowered yeah. villain. Like when, when Quentin dropped that hell ball on you guys, you know, that was... Oh, yeah. That was meant when to be you, a welcome to When God. you guys were fighting uh, <laughs> Obelisk on Thursday and he was putting your face in. Yes. <laughs> I loved it. Yeah, he was, he was really tough. So, uh, there's a lot of aspects. Like, I know we rambled a lot, but I hope that just gave you a little bit. Uh, just think about what are your what are your favorite villains? Uh, what what do you like about villains? And um, we're probably going to have to revisit this because there's still a lot more we could say. Oh, absolutely. And we could talk about. We can get more detailed next time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We probably should do like a mechanic breakdown of edition, like how we, because like, I know we all make custom villains. We should, uh, maybe yeah. like for an episode, we can all make a 5e villain We'll all pick like a CR, yeah. and then kind of explain what we did to the creature and that kind of thing. Uh, I'm gonna stack on a bunch of ridiculous levels. Stop. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He's no, going that's, to that's be a, 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 a beholder that's going. No. To... Beholder zombie. Beholder. Beholder zombie drago shadow witch guy. He doesn't want to use his eye beams. He wants to grapple people with so his what? His, his mouth. Oh, so he that's grapples. a bite. Yeah, he, <laughs> so he hovers around and then wrestles as a barbarian beholder. That's and then when he has you grappled, he can just dexterity eye beam you. Chews. Yeah. And, and while you're in his mouth, he just eye beams your like teeth. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's all he does. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we had the black rifle coffee, the black beard edition. Yeah, buddy. Black uh, beard edition. So, uh, Nick. That's twenty. <laughs> Is that because of the Cinnamon Straight Toast up. Crunch? It's not just Cinnamon Toast <laughs> Crunch, but because as it got colder, it got better. And uh, it just, it was really good. Like when I, drown a co- when I down a coffee that fast, you know it's some good coffee. Yeah. What about you, Mike? Uh, I am going to give it a 10. My not man. Me. I really like the Cinnamon Toast Crunch, like creamer, because yeah. it tastes exactly like the cereal. Like I yeah. might as well just be drinking the cereal. Uh, okay. I can May- still I can taste like the the coffee. It's really it's like, like a little aftertaste. Yeah, it's like an aftertaste. Mm-hmm. It's a little strong. Yeah, and black it, it overpowers strong. that sweetness I was getting from. So the you got the sweetness, and then you were getting punched yeah. in the uh, gut. Okay, man. Blackbeard came up and he punched me. Punched in the gut. Uh, well, I did the uh, I did the French cream with it, 
And uh, it definitely did. Uh, it was weird. Like, I feel like I may not want to go with such a, a sweet taste with this coffee. Because it's like, in the end, you're going to taste the coffee. And it kind of... Yes. <laughs> so, uh, I'm probably going to give this a 14. Because I didn't have such a kick like you did. Because maybe my creamer wasn't as sweet. So, there you have it, guys. Uh, please continue to listen. Uh, like us. Share us. Uh, if you want to support us, you can go ahead and hit us up on the Patreon. Um, uh, DM World. You can also hit us up on Facebook at DM World at 929. Whatever you like. Um, also starting in the new year, we're going to, I'm going to start airing, uh, the podcast session for you guys to listen to, um, right now I'm still working on world anvil. I'm trying to actually put the whole world up there. So as the game goes on, you can actually click in the places they've been, the Uh, people they've done. It's a lot of work (laughs) actually worth it though. I bet. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a thing, uh, which I would actually suggest world anvil. It's actually pretty rad. Um, just, just free plug. There you go. But uh, continue to listen. And remember, guys, the quest never ends. Watch Baki. <laughs> I am cutting that. <laughs> we hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you like us, please follow us on Facebook at the DM World at 9029. Or you can follow us on Twitter at DM World 9029. Thanks for your support, guys. Keep listening. And remember, once again, the quest never ends.